0: Some people love to root for a bad guy. Today I'm talking about the HBO show Barry. This is Scott's Unindulgent Movie Podcast. Hello, movie friends. Welcome to Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. I am Scott, and today I am talking about HBO's Barry, a show that I've been re-watching recently. Um, I haven't gotten to the end of the third season yet, but it kind of rekindled my love of the show recently because it's so darkly funny and all of that, and hit on something that I found was interesting. And there's been a couple of different pieces I've seen that kind of covered angles to this, but I think this one is kind of an amalgamation and kind of my own. So without further ado, let's get started. As the third season recently wrapped, I've been rewatching and catching up on Bill Hader's critically acclaimed black comedy, Barry, which is never a bad time. For those that aren't familiar, the show follows Hader as the titular Barry, who is a highly competent assassin who, after something of an existential crisis, decides he wants to be an actor. Of course, leaving his assassin life is easier said than done, and so is acting. The show is amazingly acted, equal parts dark and bitingly funny, and does everything, whether it's a dramatic monologue or an intense firefight, well. But in particular, I think Barry offers a lot of insight into why so many people, and in particular men, find it so hard to root against deeply flawed lead characters like Barry. So before we get into that, we need to talk about men, or rather difficult men, framing, and satire. So let's start with Difficult Men. Difficult Men is a term coined by writer Brett Maron from his book of the same name about the boom of high-profile dramas centered around male anti-heroes in the golden age of television, namely Tony Soprano from The Sopranos, Walter White from Breaking Bad, and Don Draper from Mad Men. All of said shows were critically acclaimed, groundbreaking shows that presented challenging heroes who do horrible things, often for selfish reasons. It was a different kind of drama for audiences who were used to seeing more heroically characters, namely cops. The typical TV characters were often flawed, but never in danger of doing something truly awful. Hence why Tony Soprano is a mobster and Walter White is an illicit drug maker, and eventually a distributor who works with a white supremacist gang. They are bad men who do bad things for selfish reasons. But they're still human beings with admirable qualities or relatable problems. Tony Soprano goes to therapy and talks about his emotional problems the same way he talks about a hit. It makes him human and less of an archetype. He's still a bad guy, though. But the problem is, a lot of guys didn't get the memo. Breaking Bad is the best example, as so-called fans of the show... Showered the character Skylar and actor Anna Gunn with all kinds of abuse for "quote unquote" ruining Walt's life. Based on the internet reaction of the time, you'd assume that Gunn was Gus ferring in real life or a rival dealer. Was this sexist horseshit? Absolutely. But a lot of men f- who found it found it easier to relate to Walt than to Skylar for reasons beyond sexism. So much so that Walter White has to declare his motivations to the audience, in a speech to Skylar, out loud in the show's finale. When Walt meets Skylar one last time, he says he was doing it for and Skylar cuts him off. And she tells him that if he says he was doing it for the family, again, she's calling bullshit and she doesn't want to hear it. And Walt says, no, you're right, I did it for me. And then he may as well turn to the camera. But all of that is necessary because of framing. So let's talk about what I mean by framing. There are a lot of movies and TV shows about immature and deeply flawed men that a lot of men completely misinterpret. And I'd say that a lot of this is a combination of natural empathy and ingrained biases. If you're a random white guy who watches a show about a badass who kind of looks like you and has human problems like you, it's very easy to see yourself in that character. It is harder to see yourself in a villain who does things you can relate to, especially if it looks awesome. In her excellent video on Fight Club, video essayist and actor Maggie Mae Fish explains how and why so many men misinterpret the movie. In short, it's the visuals. If you explain the details of what happens in Fight Club, much like the book, it's very clear that Tyler Durden is obviously a dangerous, sexist, violent terrorist with regressive views on masculinity. But when he has cool clothes and is ripped to shit like Brad Pitt, a lot of your audience will side with that guy. It's the same problem that Martin Scorsese fans have with some of his best movies. The lavish lifestyle of the mob looks so exciting and fun in the first half of Goodfellas that people forget about the horrifying violence and coke-fueled paranoia and insanity that makes up the movie's third act. The rise is so awesome that it's easy to ignore the fall. There's also a bit of the satire problem. So what is the satire problem? To some extent, I get why certain genres spoon-feed the audience about who the bad guy is. Because folks do not get it when you provide any kind of nuance. This is why you have details like Killmonger coldly killing his female cohort in Black Panther. If you don't have them do something clearly villainous locked into their story, some folks in the audience will say they were right. Hell, they might do this anyway. See, Thanos. And I think this is related to the satire interpretation problem. Or rather, that targets of satire often don't get it. There is an endless string of characters, obviously meant as mockery of a certain kind of person, or a commentary on a certain kind of person. Whether it's Stephen Colbert's GOP persona on The Colbert Report, or Holden Caulfield in Catcher in the Rye, there's a lot of characters that were mocking a certain type of person. And that said type of person still loved it. Conservatives loved Stephen Colbert, and there were far too many young men whom idolized Holden Caulfield. In essence, the people being made fun of don't seem to get that they are being laughed at or seen as silly. Which brings us to Barry. Poor, powerless Barry. Now, there have been a lot of excellent videos about Barry, whether it is skip intro talking about the show's take on toxic masculinity and the difficult men idea I brought up earlier, or Nerdwriter breaking down what makes the famous Ronnie, Ron and Lily episode work so well. But I haven't seen one that addresses the mismatch between actions between actions and empathy between the audience and Barry, that the show seems determined to break. In a recent interview on The Rich Eisen Show, Bill Hader joked about people not getting that Barry is a bad guy, noting how even his actions in the first season alone should make him an obvious villain. He only kills people for selfish reasons and lies to everyone constantly. He's a bad guy. And yet, here we are again. What I find so fascinating is how Barry acts and talks about himself versus what he does. The baseline for Barry is easy to empathize with. His current job and life has no stability, is morally reprehensible, and he has no personal life. He seemingly doesn't know how to be a person, and is carrying a lot of baggage with him. He is stuck. And then you listen to him talk about himself. To hear him tell it, you'd assume he has no control over his life, that he's an aimless, brainless victim of everything he does. And he's kinda right. His handler fukes doesn't show any concern for his well-being and doesn't seem to listen to him. He's also in deep shit with Chechen mobsters, so he's a bit stuck. But he's also not owning his own agency. This is my favorite thing about Barry as a character. He is immune to personal responsibility. Even when his body and mind reject the rationale, everything he does is justified. Not only that, but he seemingly tries to make better choices. At one point, Barry brings in another ex-Marine, by accident, on his next job, and his handler tells him to clean things up. But Barry doesn't. He spares him and tries to mentor him. And it's an interesting note that uh, Bill Hader has said that decisions like this are also kind of a narcissistic (laughs) people-pleasing. That uh, trying to control how people think of you, that is very narcissistic, which I think is very fascinating. But it's also, decisions like this are also bad because they lead to more chaos and death. Note that not, he never says that anything is his fault. Still, it's very easy to understand why he does what he does. He's trying to be better, and he has a lot of pressure on him, and now who or what does that sound like? Perhaps fatalistic middle-class white men who would rather blow up their life, collateral damage, be damned, instead of making the hard choices or doing the hard work. That might be too specific, but I think the type that Barry is commenting on is very real. In the first episode, Barry is given a crappy station station wagon with car seats in it in case you needed something more on the nose. But all of that might be easy to ignore when he looks like you, when he feels like you do, when he feels trapped like you, and is going from one stressful situation to another. And he looks like an everyman, like Bill Hader does. At this point, critiquing Barry would be critiquing yourself and now we get back to the satire problem or rather what we do or don't see in an interview with SNL alum Billy Crystal Crystal asked if outside the show if he ever did an impression for the person it was based on Crystal said that there was one hairdresser whom he did an impression of on the show after the character killed he found the woman backstage and asked if she could guess who it was based off of she looked confused and asked anyone I know She flat out couldn't see herself in the impression. And I think that's the problem audiences have with shows like Barry, with often likable, if bad, men in their leads. For all kinds of reasons, they can't see themselves in the joke, which means